Ken Show with Ken Kidney. Good morning, good evening, good night, and welcome to a special WWE Draft edition of The Weekend Show. You'll be pleased to know that I am joined by my drafty co-host, Garrett. Are you mocking my flatulence? I don't know. Are you saying I fart a lot? Possibly. But Ken, it's, it's a nat- natural bodily function. You can't be so mean to me. Yeah, that's not my finest work there. Such a jerk. There's like, talking about the draft. Drafty? To be honest, I don't know what I meant by that, so don't don't be insulted. You're drafting me into the army. Is this all? This isn't a podcast about the WWE draft. It's a podcast about the draft. And you're going to send me to war, aren't you, Ken? Fight your battles. It's the kind of thing you do. You live in a neutral country, Gar. We, we have peace troops. Yeah, they do nothing. Except walk around with fake guns. You, They do good work. They keep peace in areas of great strife. Don't you give out about the people who risk their lives to make sure other people are safe, Ken. God, you sitting here doing a podcast from your bedroom. I hate freedom. Your freedom hates your face. This is not our strongest opening, Gar. Nailed it. Coming up on the show this week, we talk the upcoming WWE draft as if uh, the opening didn't tip it off for you. We make our predictions for the big event, as well as diving into the origins of WWE's version of the Hollywood reboot. It's time to shake things up a little. Yeah, that's basically it. Has anyone said that on WWE TV? I haven't watched Raw recently enough to know. No, maybe but, maybe in a soundbite, I don't know. That's very disappointing, because that, that's, that's the draft line. Vince is so proud of himself every time. Yeah. And we'll talk the best and the worst of draft days past. Because it became a bit of a an annual tradition for a while. Which I did not miss. Like the, like the highlight of all the redrafts is when J.R. was drafted without being told. <laughs> the look in his face. Yeah. <laughs> They're like, anyone can be drafted. That, that's another tagline for the draft. Anyone can be drafted. Yeah. So J.R. was drafted a Smackdown. Demoted like a goof. I also thought we'd have a bit of fun this week and channel our inner Vinnie Max by picking our sides and making big selections for our respective brands. Yeah. So you're, you're SmackDown. Yeah. You called it last week. I called SmackDown. Gareth's I wanted very, to be SmackDown. I was very miffed about this. Everyone prefers SmackDown. So uh, we're going to do our first ever weekend show fantasy draft. Sure. It's going to be lots of fun. But before we get started, how was your week? I went to see the Turtles film. You sound sad when you say that. It wasn't very good. There's a sadness in your eyes. Yeah. <laughs> Michael Bay breaking my heart with each Turtles film he produces. Yeah. It's not very good. You saw the first one. I went to see the first one only because at the time I was in Los Angeles and I wanted to go some- see something in the Chinese theatre. You yeah. know, the famous Chinese theatre. And that was the only thing on. And, and uh, it's a rip-off. To go, like, basically to sit in a seat in the cinema cost you $17. That's a lot of money. It is, isn't it? I paid five fifty to go see the turtles. Was was five fifty too much much in your estimation? Nah, five fifty isn't too much for any film, really. I suppose. The first, the first film, the first turtle film is kind of aggressively okay. As in, like affable. Yeah, it's there, watchable. The second one's not great. Ed preferred it, but Ed, you know Ed. Ed's kind of like Matthew in that his opinions are often <laughs> the opposite. It's funny. Ed would also call you like Matthew, and that yeah. anything you like is like terrible. <laughs> Yeah, but basically, Gar- you and Ed are very different people. Gar- we like the same things, though. So Not all the Ed same is things. wrong. Speaking of box boys out this week, or box box boy, box box boy. I was saying this to you, and I said Ed uh, yesterday that if they make a third one, it should be called Cube Boy. Explain, because the uh, the natural third title is box 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 boy. Yeah, and something to the power of three is cubed, and box boy is a cube. Cube boy. Whoa, it's so good. 
I'm going to write to Nintendo. Nintendo, if you make that game, that, that should be the name of the game. Do you think in the third one it will be his son? Because him and his girlfriend will have a child. Who knows? Called Cubed Boy. So if you play all the way to the end of Box Boy, you know, the, the girlfriend meets him on a certain fate. <sighs> I know. <laughs> I'm nearly finished. I'm on uh, World 16. But I, I, got, I got stuck on this level, so I gave up due to uh, rage quitting. Did you not have any play points to get the hint? No. Go for a walk then. Take your 3DS for a walk. You'll get play coins, and then you can get the hint from Fox Boy. Right. Yeah, that's really, like it's just like do you know those levels. You're just like there's no solution. To this. <laughs> yeah, it's the ultimate troll job. <laughs> it can't be done. Yeah. And then you work it out like oh, my favorite my favorite levels are the ones where it feels like you work it out the way it shouldn't have been worked out. Yeah, it's like that's probably not the way I should have done that, but it worked. Yeah, do you know like you kind of fluke into it. You're like oh. I did it. Yep. Or you create a structure that doesn't look like the cleanest of box boy structures. Yeah. It's like, got the job done. But it falls in the right place or something happens. Yeah. But, uh, yeah. It's like, the thing is, like, it's a bunch of, it's like a row of arrows pointing the opposite direction. So you can't walk into it. Yeah. And I, I can't figure it out. <laughs> I, I, I would have played that level recently, but I, I don't remember. Yeah. Sometimes I just like keep doing random things until the game takes pity on me. I'm convinced that that's what happens in those times where you just stumble upon something that works. Where like Box Boy's like, you've been at this a while. <laughs> Box Boy's just like, I'm sick of standing here, yeah. so I'm just gonna work it out for you. Let's let you have this one. Good old QB. QB. Is that his official name? What's his name? QB. I actually uh, saw online. I don't know if it was real. It was like a uh, QB plushie. Because he's just a box with eyes. Yeah. But he's adorable. And he, do you know what's really funny? When, like, uh, Box Boy is dangling there, his little, like, like spindly legs are just, like, waving. Yeah. <laughs> uh, box Boy. If you've never played Box Boy, go play it. Top class. Only a fiver. Yeah. Box Boy and Box Box Boy. I think uh, box, box, Boy, Bo- box Boy is currently cheaper because Box Box Boy is a fiver. And I know they did reduce Box Boy. Ooh. I think they cut it in half. I'm not sure that that discount still apply, though. But, like, total playtime about six hours feels longer, though. Yeah. It's one of my favorite games in that you can pick it up and you can play it for an hour. Yeah. Or you can pick it up another to play one level. But surely the playtime is variable based on your skill level and intelligence. Yeah. Yes. It could be 17 hours based on some of those uh, levels. For me, about uh, three, four days. <laughs> yeah. On one level. Yeah. You do anything this weekend? No. Working mostly. We, we've actually... That's that's not Ken speaking right now. That's a soundbite we've inserted yeah. from three weeks ago. It's a Ken tradition. But uh, yeah, I'm going on holidays after next week, so I'm counting the days. Where back. are you going? I'm going to London oh. to see Aladdin the musical for my birthday. Oh, it's your birthday. I have to get you something for your birthday. What do you want? I don't know. That's Figure it out. I, you I, should know me, Gary. You should know me well enough to, to buy me something. I sent you the things I wanted for my birthday because you were like, I don't know. I will think about it. But I, um, I will also think about it. I don't know. Who knows? You're always complaining that I forget about your birthday and you've forgotten about mine. It's just over a week away now. It's not over a week. It's like 10 days away. Yeah. That's plenty of time. That's plenty of lead-in you... birthday time. And yeah. I haven't forgotten about it. I've remembered your birthday. Just neglected to do anything about it. Yeah. Terrible. What did I do now? 20, 29? 7. Oh, right. Close enough. I'm two years older than you. You're three, three years older three than years, me. Three years, whatever. Get it right. I like the way you tried to correct me and then got it wrong. You lose track of the years when you get this old girl. Yeah. You're so old now, Ken. You know, such an old man. I'm in my late twenties. You are. You're not even a millennial anymore. When did that happen? You're an old. Are you going to be bitter and hate the world soon and fear immigrants on the internet? It's all. It's all ahead of you. It's already happening. Yeah, it's all ahead of you. I find myself grumbling a lot. Yeah. It's like the, uh, we were in the car yesterday, and, and like a young person just walked out in front of the car, like to cross the street, and I was like, 
damn young people though <laughs> irresponsible pedestrians shaking your fist as clouds oh oh yes i passed my driver theory test during the week so of course i'm a driving expert now automatically when you get your license you hate all pedestrians other cars buses anything else on the road yeah can no disrespect but you are an aloof person yeah i wouldn't trust you behind the wheel of a car <laughs> Aloof. You're you're kind of aloof. What does aloof mean? Kind of off in your own world. Isn't aloof? Is that how to, is that the definition of aloof? I'd say. I thought aloof was like mysterious. No. I don't know. But you like you're 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 in your own head a lot. Yeah. When you're walking, you're not exactly paying much attention to what you're doing. Yes. I wouldn't trust you behind the wheel of a car again. <laughs> if it helps, I do have a crippling fear of driving, so it may motivate me to pay attention. That's like what well, I don't know how heavy cars are. How heavy your car is? You did the theory test. It doesn't actually say that in the test. What, like a hundred, a hundred, a hundred weights? Weights are a unit of weight. Like a few tons, maybe? Yeah. A few ton death machine with you <laughs> behind the wheel. Yeah. I got 38 out of 40 in the test, so obviously I'm equipped to, to get behind the wheel of a car. You're, you're equipped to talk about cars and their functions. Exactly. In Ireland, you can get your provisional license or your uh, theory test without sitting behind the wheel of a car at all. So you you can legally drive if you have another, you have to have a, a full licensed driver in the car, yeah. don't you? Yeah. So you can legally drive with Nicole McCarr. My girlfriend, yeah. Oh. I've never driven before. No, don't let you near a car. <laughs> like, you know, in order to pass your full test, you have to have a, a minimum of 12 lessons. But technically, I could get in the car now and drive if I wanted, if Nicole was there. Yeah, well, if you had a full licensed driver. Yeah, she is fully licensed. Yeah. Never, never get behind the wheel of a car, and I don't trust you. Yeah, so I'm gonna... You're going to kill everybody. I'm gonna... I'm Off gonna... in your own little Ken world, doing your little Ken things, and then suddenly yeah. a, like, a, a dumb kid walks in front of the car, it's like, ah! Rolls up on the windshield. <laughs> yeah, and then you don't even notice. You just drive on, not out of shame or fear. It's yeah. just like, huh? Yeah. <laughs> if it was up to me, I would have waited for the Google driverless cars, but my, my girlfriend just bullied me into it. She's sick of giving you lifts everywhere. Yeah, and she was like, what if I get pregnant and I need to go to that hospital? And I was like, we'll get a taxi. And she just threw, <laughs> she threw a book at me. So, <laughs> we'll get on the bus. That's fine. That's what public transport is for. It's not that far away. It'll be such a cute story when we deliver the baby on, on bus errands. Yeah. I'm sure bus drivers are equipped for that. Yeah. Bus drivers are just like, what happens if a baby is born on your bus? They take mid-husband classes. Is that the, the male version of a midwife? I don't know. Mid-husband? Mid-husband? I've never heard the term mid-husband. Can, do you know the, the, the art of being, of training or doing a course to be a midwife is midwifery. Yes, I do. <laughs> I think you, you've discussed how this tickles you before. Midwifery is such a funny word. <laughs> but mid, 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 mid-husbandry? That's an even weirder word. Yeah. Mid-husbandry. Yeah. Yeah. Studying mid-husbandry. Can't even get it out. Yeah. We go to weird places in this in this opening segment, don't we? That's the point of the podcast. Just Weirder the better. Just random nonsense. It's just like a trail of verbal diarrhea just spilling out. Yeah, pretty much. And we put it on the internet. Shall we actually talk about something? We shall. Uh, I thought before we kick into our WWE draft mode, we thought we'd catch up on Euro 2016 because that's ongoing. We lost. We did. We, we, we gave a valiant fight, but we, we lost. In case you uh, don't know who we is, because we are from Ireland. If you can't work out the accent. Yeah, and Ireland... If there is an accent. Yeah. A lot people of say Irish. I don't sound Irish. A lot of people say that to me as well. It's like, you sound American. It's like, thanks. You sound American. Jerk. Sh- shut up, people. 
But uh, uh, we played France in, in the round of 16 last week, and uh, we lost. We have we had our excuse ready and willing and sitting there at the end, because we only had three days of rest, whereas the French had seven. Yeah. Which did take more of an effect in the second half, and that's yeah. why we lost, clearly. So, we did take the lead, Gar, due to a, a very early penalty. Yeah, it was a penalty. He was taken down. Yeah. Very naive from Paul Pogba, who was not a very good... Well, he's a good footballer. He's not a great footballer. Yeah, apparently uh, Man United are willing to pay a world record fee for him. Like, you had him in the first place. Yeah, and they signed freaking Zlatan this week. Yeah. Over-the-hill footballer who's being paid far too much money relative to what his What is he, like, like 35? Yeah, like 34, 35. Yeah. Probably on, like, 300 grand a week, maybe more. Yeah. I suppose Henrik Larsson, they signed him towards the end of his run. and He, he... was not nearly as much money, though. Yeah, but he scored a fair few goals for them during that time. He was not nearly as much money, though. I suppose, but um, that's Man United now. It's like, spend, spend, spend. Yeah, last night, the Germans beat the Italians. They squeaked past them, Gar. Yep. In what I have described here as a soul-sucking affair. Yeah, it was a poor game. Topped off by the worst penalty shootout of all time. <laughs> it was awful. See, Zaza's penalty. Yeah. Where he did like the seven stutters before he actually hit it and yeah. then just skied it over the bar. I was saying last night, it was like he was trying to psych out the goalkeeper, but in the process, basically psyched himself out. He's like, What am yeah. I doing? <laughs> it's like I had like seven different moments of panic before he yeah. actually hit it. Do you think he realized he was like, I'm on television dancing like an idiot? Yeah. But uh, yeah, he missed. He um, did. And loads of other people missed. Schweinsteiger missed a penalty that would have won the game. Yeah. Then they suddenly started scoring when they got into. Yeah. Overtime penalties. What are the penalties after the first five called? Sudden death. I suppose there's sudden death, yeah. yeah. Sudden death penalties as they kept on going. And then finally, um, who scored the winner? Hector? Uh, yeah, it was Hector, wasn't it? No, it was some young fella. Hector. I think so. Hector. <laughs> I like to say, no, it wasn't. I, like, don't know. I, don't <laughs> I just say his name two I more times. I see the names so. on the back of the jerseys and I'm like, I don't know. But uh, Dar- sure. Darmian missed a decisive penalty for Italy. Yeah, and then Hector scored the winner. Um, which went under Buffon and Buffon probably could have should have kept it out. Nearly got it. But for me, like I, I was saying all day yesterday that Germany and Italy, the winner was probably going to come from this game. But now I'm not so sure. Well, they're playing France. Mm. Well, they're not playing France. They're playing France or Iceland. We cannot assume that Iceland are not going to win. Because Iceland beat England. <laughs> England. Uh, Roy, Roy Hodgson, who who literally uh, resigned in shame yeah, yeah, moments honor- after the game. Honorably fell on his sword yeah. the second they lost. Yeah, well, he should have fallen on his sword sooner probably. But Like they, they said that, oh, he drafted the letter of resignation in the locker room. I wouldn't be surprised yeah. if he had that thing on file. Yeah, just had it there on his phone <laughs> in an email. Ready to go. Uh, let's see. Wales made history by booking their place in the last four by beating a much fancied Belgium. Yep. Belgium are like Belgium and Italy are kind of the reverse of each other. Yeah. Because Italy are a bunch of mediocre players who play well as a team. Because that's how, because they have the confidence of past wins. Yeah. Because they're perceived as a big team. Where Belgium are a bunch of very good players who don't play well as a team. They don't play well as a team, and they don't. I don't think they buy into their own ability to win games. So like they don't. Like on paper, they're the best team in the tournament, but they don't see themselves as a big team, yeah. probably because they haven't won anything or they don't have a pedigree of success. And they don't really have a co. Like Wilmot's, he's not like I think if if Conte managed Belgium, they'd be much better off. Yeah, they need that kind of experienced coach who knows how to win. But like, you can't just put eleven like superstars on the pitch and expect to win. There has to be a team ethic there or some kind of at least you know uh, vision for how they should play. And they they seem to kind of like play whatever way works. But the team of individuals, I think that's the biggest uh, downside for them. Well, I think the biggest downside against Wales was three of their four starting defenders were injured. <laughs> yeah, that was pretty harsh on them. Like, they didn't have company, they didn't have Vermalen, and they didn't have Vertonghen. So, when you t- and what they had was fairly rubbish. 
So when you take the three starting, like if you took Barzagli, uh, Cellini and Puccini out of the Italian defence, that defence would collapse. Wales played Portugal, who fluked their way to the semi-final. I just, like, so I spent a long time, like, sitting there staying off the space the other day. I was like, Portugal are in the semi-final again. This is their second semi-final in a row. They've drawn every single game Yeah. in 90 minutes. They did win one of their games. They beat Croatia in extra time. And they won the, the last game on penalties. Yeah, but at 90 minutes, in every single Portugal game in this tournament, they've drawn. They haven't won a game yet, and they're in the yeah. semi-final. Yeah. That's, that's baffling. And they've been crap. Yeah. They've been genuinely crap. They've been just good enough. And they've been dragged along by one star player and the flukiness of charisma for some reason. Yeah. I think Wales could take Portugal in the semi-final. I think there's a route for Portugal to win this tournament. You think so? I think they could. They could yeah. just crap their way toward winning yeah. a tournament. They could, like, I, I, I would say that Portugal winning this tournament would be uh, nearly as big a surprise as Greece winning the tournament yeah. 2000, 2004. Yeah. I would, I would agree with that because, as, as you said, they're basically a one-man team. Before this tournament, if you've asked me like to name 10 teams that would win this tournament, I, I wouldn't even mention Portugal. Well, they probably would have been down toward 10. Yeah. I mean, I, I'm, I'm trying to be... I'm using hyperbole, Gar. I'm yeah. trying to... Don't you use hyperbole. I'm trying to exaggerate, but no. I, um, but I, I didn't see Portugal making it this far in this competition. I'm just baffled by how they've ended up there. But Portugal to play Wales and Italy to play France or... Iceland. Speaking of Iceland, I hope they win. You see, the thing about Iceland is they're not that good. Yeah. Like, if you watch that game against England, in the last 20 minutes of that game, they were absolutely shattered. Yeah. You know, they were second to every single ball. They couldn't get out of their own box. And yet, that game was more likely to end 3-1 than it was to end 2-2. Iceland had the better chances. England, England are just terrible. They could not break that team down in spite of having all of the ball and Iceland being out on their feet for that last 20 minutes, half hour. I think France is finally the point at which they come up against a quality team and get overwhelmed. Yeah. But you would have thought England was the point at which they come up against a quality team and get overwhelmed. But Eng- France are better than England. I think England suffered the same kind of complex that, that Belgium do. So, like, you know, if you look on paper, these, you know, they're all high-paid, high, high-class stars. But, like, they don't believe in themselves. They don't believe that they can win tournaments and win, you know. They say it. I mean, Rooney said it before. Don't they? They, they say it, but, like, you don't get the sense that they really believe that they can win. Yeah, and you get the sense that the weight of the world is on their shoulders. Yeah. Like, that, the, like, everything is on top of those players. It's not yeah. like, like, if they lose, it's not like, oh, well, you know, we had a decent turn at a tournament and we didn't win. It's like, we had a, right, a rightful entitlement to win. We invented football uh-huh. and we should win the tournament. Exactly. And we won all our qualifiers. Therefore, the the anticipation was at a fever pitch. And, yeah. But like, I think it's the same. And in fairness, we're guilty of it too in Ireland. Like, the, like if we have any bit of success, we're like, of course we can win it. Yeah. I mean, we were leading against France, and we're, I think there was already people booking their tickets for the final. <laughs> <laughs> yeah. But like, when when we lose, we're like, oh well, you know, yeah. we don't like Martin O'Neill. You should be fired. Yeah. Whereas like. Fair enough, they lost to Iceland in the round of 16. They got the easiest draw of the round of 16 and lost, so they bottled it. But it's, they have totally unrealistic, wild expectations. And that filters down onto those players who then play with the weight of the world on their shoulders. There's yeah. no freedom or, like, expression there. It's just like, oh, God, oh, God, oh, God. What will the media say about me if I if I mess up? Yeah, as they said on RTE after the game, like, they could see the newspaper headlines. Yeah. And the, the, that weight is on their shoulders at all times. And the antithesis to that is that Wales have no pressure on their shoulders. Because yeah. nobody expect it. Not only did Welsh media not expect them to go this far, they also support them as, like, whatever you do, it's fine. Like, this is our first Euros. Yeah. 
I think it's our first ever Euro. Making, making it out of the group was their thumbs up, just like yeah. it was ours. Yeah, and now so they're in a semi-final. Exactly. And, like, there's just, just the overwhelming support. And, like, like even if they got knocked out in the round of 16, it would have been, like... They'd yeah. come home heroes. Exactly. They wouldn't come home embarrassed and ashamed. So they play with freedom and confidence knowing that the country is behind them. Yeah. Whereas, like, technically in England, the country is behind you, but they will abandon you. They will turn on you the second <laughs> you do something you, they do not like. Exactly. So... Uh, what we're looking at is probably a France-Italy semi-final. Well, Italy have uh, been knocked out, so that's not going to happen. Oh, sorry, Germany, excuse me. I I, I was convinced Italy was going to win that game yesterday. Yeah, because Italy have been okay. They haven't been great. Right. Uh, they had one great game against Belgium. Germany could also Germany their way towards this tournament. Okay? Germany are the reverse of England. Yeah. Whereas, like, England don't play well, you assume they're going to lose. Whereas Germany don't play well, they're going to win. Yeah, because they're German and they win. And there's that famous saying where the, the opponent plays better over 120 minutes, but Germany just win on penalties anyway. Yep, it's their thing. Like they did, like they I think can... seven out of their eight last eight penalty shootouts they won. Yeah, and, and Muller's penalty penalty miss last night. He was his was the first penalty miss. I think it was the first penalty miss since the 1980s. 1982. <laughs> yeah, so it's not going to be easy to beat them. Also, this tournament is tailor made for Muller to score a winner in the final. Yeah, you know, with the, with the whole narrative, he's never scored a, a goal in the Euros, and he missed the penalty. He's going to score the winner in the final. You can, so, yeah, I've nailed that down right now. So you see, you're sticking to your guns, guard Germany, are getting to the final. Germany are winning. They're winning, and, and who are they going to play in the final? Portugal. Yeah, I'm going to say Portugal are going to jam their way past Wales too. Yeah. Do you see Wales having... Like, I'd say that being an even encounter, though. Oh, yeah. So it's... it's the, Those teams aren't dramatically better than each other. It's Real Madrid versus Real Madrid. Yeah. Wales versus Ronaldo. But Portugal... Or Wales are without Ramsey. And Portugal have the experience at this stage of the competition. And they kind of have the pedigree of moderate success. Yeah. I wouldn't say they're a successful team. But, like, they, they've been at these stages before. So it was, it was Greece they beat at the final, wasn't it? They lost. Or yeah, that's what I meant. Yeah. Greece beat them in the final, so they they have gotten through these stages before. And they were in the semi final in two thousand and twelve as well, in a game undone against Spain. Yeah. So Portugal, Germany, Germany win. That's gonna be a boring final. Yeah. Boring, cautious final. Whereas you want Wales against Iceland, do you? Yeah. <laughs> it's gonna be the big final. In terms of like the vested interest and the money, UEFA won't won't wouldn't want that final, but in terms of for, for like the pure magic of the sport, it, it would be a, a wonderful final, but we 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 don't see it happening here, do we? No. Who are you backing to go all the way at the Euros after the latest round of fixtures? Let us know your hot tip by dropping us a tweet at TWSKK. Or you can also make your voice heard on Facebook at facebook.com forward slash TWSKK. We will be right back after our first break to talk the 2016 WWE Draft. Stick around. You're listening to the Weekend Show Podcast with Ken Kidney. Download a new episode every Saturday at soundcloud.com slash TWSKK or find us on iTunes. You're listening to the Weekend Show. Since its inception in 2002, the WWE Draft has been the organization's go-to tool to shake things up a little. With the WWE about to embark on the second brand split in its history uh, in on July 19th, we thought, you know, we'd look back over the history of the draft and why it was implemented in the first place, the pros and cons of it in the first place, and whether or not that kind of stuff will be repeated in the 2016 draft. And make some predictions for, for the big night. Yeah, because WWE bought out its competition in 2001. It bought yes. out WCW and ECW. So it had no competition. TNA did form in 2002, so did Ring of Honor, but they were small and never quite on WWE's level. So WWE formed internal competition by separating its brand into two separate brands, Raw and SmackDown, to try and create internal competition between the two as a substitute for external competition. 
My main impression uh, or memory from the 2002 draft was that it felt like a big deal. Yeah. It felt like, you know, if you compare it to legitimate sports, because all American sports can have that draft system, it felt on par with that. It felt like important and there were stakes there. In subsequent years, maybe not so much. It felt like kind of a gimmick that they just had slotted in there every year. Like it's kind of like Slammies or like Money in the Bank. It's just like, this is a thing we do every year, you know? Also, it was like, things have gotten stale. We need to make things less stale. Yeah. And even then, they just kind of move people, and then someone gets a push for five minutes. And because yeah, that's the thing. On paper, the draft is a very good idea. It is genuinely a great idea. Yeah. Because you create that internal competition, you create a sense that there are two different shows, each with their different values and different kind of ideas. You have different talent getting more time in theory. You know, if you split the same talent instead of having everyone on two shows, you have yeah. one on one show and one on the other, so everyone gets more time in total. But it never really played out like that, or at least not after the first year. They yeah. tried, they kind of pushed it hard for a while. Yeah. And you know, when interpromotional matches happened, they were a big deal. Exactly. Yeah. Um. For, for one thing that struck me like was that there used to be split pay per views. So like, it used to be every second month that your preferred brand, if you were kind of that kind of guy. I was never that kind of guy. I kind of just watched Raw and SmackDown. I didn't like choose a side or anything like that. But I did prefer SmackDown in in the early two thousands. Because it, it those split pay-per-views became a disaster by the yeah. end, though. But I also remember the SmackDown bookings. They may book they may have booked the main event, and then like the week of the pay-per-view, not even the week that the SmackDown of the pay-per-view, they had no other matches for the card. Yeah. And they just added in like a load of other sh- like shit matches. Casey Jones and James and Idol Stevens against like London and Kendrick and a, yeah. an Orlando Jordan match and a yeah. Fashions match. Yeah. Those SmackDown pay-per-views, they 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 were relatively thin toward the end. They yeah. did not have enough talent to sustain those pay-per-views. Yeah, they're basically ninety percent lower card, which is not a good idea. And the problem is that SmackDown just became Blue Raw mm-hmm. instead of its own thing. Its own yeah. thing that they have to be different shows for the brand to work with different ethoses, different kind of visual aesthetics. It can't just be one is red and one is blue. Raw like. You know, they also like make SmackDown look equal to Raw, Raw by having it get victories over Raw in these Survivor Series matches and like stuff yeah, like the bragging rights stuff. Bragging rights, but like they always make them seem inferior. Like, like for example, Triple H got drafted to SmackDown. And his reaction was just like, "I don't want to go to SmackDown." Yeah, you know, that kind of you know, like that B show attitude. They started off presenting them the same way, but it it, it didn't continue that way. No, SmackDown became the B show, and yeah, yeah you're right. More often than not, SmackDown would win those kind of interpromotional team on team matches. Yeah, but it's like guys, we can see through that. Yeah, they're the inferior, but they're the B show. Exactly. Everyone knows that. That's the reason you uh, the draft is usually weighted toward mid carders going to SmackDown to be rebuilt, yeah. and the people SmackDown rebuilt going back to Raw to be used as, as headliners. Exactly, that's the way the draft usually was balanced. So anything that SmackDown did well got plundered by Raw the next year on yeah. the draft, and then every anything Raw screwed up was sent to SmackDown for SmackDown to fix for rehabilitation, basically. Yeah. And it, it kind of worked, but it did then work for a while. Raw basically ruined everything. So yeah. any fruits of SmackDown were undone by Raw rather quickly. Yeah. Yeah, I just think the main thing is the draft became a bit of a token event in later years. You know, just something on the schedule that they had to do or that, you know, we do it, so we're going to do it this year. Yeah. Uh, it was a bit of a crutch, much like Money in the Bank. No, uh, don't get me started on Money in the Bank. I think I did my Money in the Bank rant yeah. already, didn't I? But like, it became a bit of a, like, a thing that's like, this is the way we... Instead of booking things right all year round, we're just going to, you know, back ourselves into a corner and just get ourselves out of the way doing a hard reboot, basically. Yeah, basically. You know, I, like as I said, in the beginning, the draft was important. It felt like a big event, but then they kind of ruined the credibility that the, the first draft did so well to achieve, in my kind of opinion. The low point for me is when John Cena was drafted to SmackDown and then back to Raw on the same night. That was so stupid. <laughs> <laughs> uh, uh, yeah. 
That was one of the major facepalm moments of the draft for me. It's like, guys, stop. Just get rid of the draft. And they, they got rid of the brands but not too long after that. Yeah. I think that was the point of which they were like, uh, let's stop. Because they implemented Raw Super Show. Yeah. Or SmackDown was still its own thing. But Raw then had SmackDown people on it because they expanded Raw for three hours and they did not have enough talent to fill three hours. Yeah. And then, it's like, look, SmackDown is just SmackDown again. Yeah. But I do, I do like the way it's like, oh, this revolutionary brand split. We're basically just going backwards again. Yeah. <laughs> going back to do the thing we did before. Exactly. Um, what, what are your most memorable draft moments, Gareth? Well, John Cena going to Raw would have to be the first one because, you know, he was built on SmackDown. And, yeah. And shortly after he became WWE champion for the first time, he was he was sent to Raw. That was a kind of a big deal. That was like, there's different types of draft. There's been three different iterations of the draft. The initial draft was when Ric Flair and Vince McMahon came out and made their selections a la kind of NFL or, or MLB or uh, NHL style. Which is what the July 19th draft will more than likely be like. With exactly. Stephanie and Shane picking their, their rosters. Uh, the second iteration of the draft was quite strange because they did it for like, they did it over a period of a few months where like uh, like on, at the start of a Raw, Raw or SmackDown like a new guy would just show up. Yeah. You know, like it, it was done in secret. It was just kind of a, kind of a, like, so you wouldn't know who was debuting. That's and that's how John Cena and Batista swapped brands. Yeah, and then in the later portion was a night of matches uh, with representatives of Raw and SmackDown, and the winner would get a draft pick for their brand, and then it was randomly air quotes chosen. I like the way ECW was always treated in the brand split. Yeah, <laughs> ECW is especially because you know the supplemental draft was sometimes presented as if they, it was actual trades going on between the general managers. Yeah, and ECW would be like, "I will trade you John Morrison and the Miz for." Funaki. <laughs> so yeah, go ECW. Or like they throw him a bone every once in a while, where like Matt Hardy got drafted yeah, like, to ECW. Ooh, you got Matt Hardy and Finlay for the big show. Yeah. Major face palm moments, Gar. Any any anything that stands out to you besides the John Cena moment? I said JR. The JR one is my favorite. Yeah. It's just, just like, he was so upset. <laughs> He's just like what? It's like it's like why did he continue to do this to this poor man? Yeah, but he continues to take it, so it's his own fault. Yeah, um, Triple H. Uh, Triple H we drafted the SmackDown for that year was interesting. That was interesting, and they stuck with it that time. They didn't do any jiggery pokery where he ended up back on Raw for some reason. The fact that The Rock was technically always a SmackDown superstar as well. Yeah, even though he occasionally appeared on Raw, he was drafted to SmackDown. Ken The Undertaker was also drafted to SmackDown, wasn't he? And he never left. Yeah, SmackDown through and through. I wonder will he still be a SmackDown guy in this draft? When they were, will he be drafted in this draft? Who he, knows? He's, a, he's kind of a part-timer. So is Brock Lesnar. Will they be drafted here? I assume they will. I assume they'll like Brock will probably be a first draft pick and they're like, oh my god, it's Brock! And then everyone will be like, but he's a part-timer who shows up eight times a year. Who cares? Yeah. You know, the draft is also famous for kind of you know, splitting up groups and teams, maybe before their time <laughs> in some way. Split up the APA, split yeah. up the Dudleys. Yeah. They might split up the Dudleys again. Yeah. They split up the Morrison Miz. That was another one they split up with the yeah. draft. Yeah, but like sometimes they felt like to do it for shock value or just to kind of have that, oh, was that kind of shock moment on TV rather than... Split up the Hardys too. Yeah. Good God. Rather than actually having a plan for why they're doing it, they're just like, that would make good television, so let's just do that. Yeah, we'll just break up teams for fun. Is it like, and you know, we've kind of accused WWE in the past of having a formula for these things, like WrestleMania and the Money in the Bank cash-in. Yeah. Don't get started here. It's okay. It's stupid and I hate it. It's a crutch and it should go away. But like the brand split almost had a formula as well. It's like one big superstar surprise air quotes goes to the other brand. One team gets split up, etc., etc. Yeah, so, you know. So I assume the the women's division is going to be on one roster now. Yeah. 
that's the question because in the initial brand split there was uh the the champions had the entitlement to go between both shows um so are they going to go for two sets of champions again there i, I think so I think so. I don't want them to. That seems to be they're they're moving toward verbiage of implementing a new title. They're moving toward yeah. like just doing that. And I, I love the way they made such a big deal about how historic the Cena Orton unification match was. Yeah. And now it's like, oh, we have two world titles again. Yeah. But I I think the the WWE title moving to Dean Ambrose was just the biggest indicator that there's going to be another title. Yeah. And like there has always been two touring rosters. Yeah. That's always been the case, even when they discontinued the brand split. Mm-hmm. But it makes sense to have two titles for each each touring roster. It does, and like even in the early days, it kind of made sense to me for that the champions would get to go to, between both shows. Yeah. But then when the titles changed, the title would kind of primarily be on one, you know, one show more. Yeah. So like, like if you became the champion, you'd have to go on both shows where you were on one show before. So it's kind of a sneaky way of moving people around. Yep. And like uh, the same thing happened with the the SmackDown World Heavyweight Title that happened with SmackDown. It became the clear B title. Yeah. Like Dolph Ziggler and, and freaking Jack Swagger have won that belt. I think one time it made it at WrestleMania. Yeah, Edge and Undertaker. Yeah. It, it was never the A belt. Like, never ever the A belt. Yeah, so, like, for me, it kind of might have made sense to keep maybe the, the world champion as one champion and, like, you could move, like, you could make the women's title exclusive to run one brand. Um, maybe two tag team titles actually one set of tag team titles well I, I think it would make sense to put the tag team division on one brand and the women's division on another like they don't have a cruiserweight division anymore they don't yeah. really have a, a delineated secondary division that they can put on the other brand like they could with the cruiserweights on Smackdown mm-hmm. so I think it would make sense Divas Raw tag team Smackdown yeah so that, like, so what you're saying is like Raw will be known for one thing and, and Smackdown will be known for the other yeah that's, a, that's an interesting uh, prediction there so do you think they're going to break up the New Day that's that's my yeah. big prediction for the yeah. draft. I think they're going to break up the new day. Yeah, I, get, I think they're going to send Kofi and Woods to SmackDown. And yeah. I think they're going to keep Biggie on Raw. That's what I'd do. That's actually crossed my mind. I think they're I think they're getting ready to put the rockets on uh on Biggie again. Because Biggie, I'm I'm tired of the new day. Their shtick has gotten old. Yeah. And Biggie is so much better than the new day. He should be headlining that company. He's an absolute beast of a human being. I agree. It's the moment though. Do you think they're going to pull the trigger on that? They should. New Day have long like New Day have been tag team champions for like three hundred days or something. No, a year now, yeah. Yeah, and they've done nothing with those belts. <laughs> they've been champions for a very long time and done very little with. Them. I think that Seth Rollins is going to be the guy on SmackDown as well. Um, I don't know. I think Roman Reigns will stay on Raw. Yeah, I'd assume so, but I would have said Reigns on Raw, Cena on SmackDown. They're going to go for that kind of dynamic because I don't think Reigns and Cena can coexist on the same brand. They're basically the same character. Yeah, it makes sense to have one lead one brand, the other lead the other. Assuming mm. you're not going to turn Reigns when he comes back from his suspension, but WWE don't turn anybody, so it's not going to happen. Yeah. So yeah, Cena. I think Cena on SmackDown, Reigns on Raw, then Rollins on Raw, Styles on SmackDown, and that's your kind of top face and top heel on each brand. And where does Ambrose end up in this? I don't know. Looneyville. <laughs> Who cares? Yeah. I don't care about Dean Ambrose in 2016. They, no. The ship has sailed on me even thinking about him. Well, the WWE Championship is probably going to stay on Raw this time. You'd assume so. I think they'll keep Ambrose as the, the second heel on, or the second face on Raw. And the new title, like the World Heavyweight title, whatever it's reinstated as, will go on SmackDown then. Yeah. Will it be the, will they just bring back that title or do they, will they invent a new title? I think they might invent a new one, but who knows? I hope they bring back that one because that's a beautiful belt. Well, what, what would it be called? The, the Universal Heavyweight Championship? I don't know. Something stupid, I don't know. Something. Who cares? 
Um, there's a question here, like uh, obviously with a new draft and a need to fill out new rosters, will there be a glut of NXT call-ups? But there will be some. They they are bringing back old names. I think they've re-signed Tajiri, haven't they? Yeah. Yeah, so people like that, they're going to bring back to fill out these rosters. Do you think to fill out the rosters or just to keep NXT propped up? Because there's going to be a mass exodus from NXT from the sounds of it to, to fill these rosters. So does this mean an end to the NXT movement, Gar? Because NXT is in a weird place in that they want it as its own touring brand. Yeah. So they have to keep the likes of Nakamura, the likes of Baylor, the likes of Bobby Roode, the likes of... Who else is down there? Aries. Aries and Samoa Joe. They have to keep those kind of people down there, even though those kind of people should be on the main roster. And They are too talented not to be on the main roster. But in order to fill those buildings, they need Joe and Nakamura there because yeah. God knows people aren't going to, 8,000 people are going to come see Ty Dillinger. Or no way, Jose. <laughs> exactly. So so they've put themselves in a little pickle where they're, they're propping up this brand at the expense of their main business. Yeah. So do you think we'll see an end to the NXT thing? Or like, you know, NXT will be kind of pushed down to developmental status again and all the big stars will be fed to the, the main roster to fill the brands? Or are we going to see a move towards NXT more as a third full brand? I don't know. I know, like, Jordan and Gable are more than likely being called up. Yeah. That is, I'd imagine, the nearest thing to a lock that you can get. I'd say one of Balor uh, or Joe will be called up as well. Well, Joe's champ at the moment, so you assume... Yeah, they've called up champ before. You assume it's Balor. But then again, they've, they've so, kind of called up Owens when he was champion, so... Yeah, but Finn will be down there till the end of time, knowing the way that works. Yeah. Uh, I don't. I actually don't ever see uh, Nakamura making the main roster. You don't ever see him making the main roster? No. Why? I just don't know. I think I feel like... like He's there to be on the main roster. He's yeah. there to be their Japanese star. I guess so. But like they're talking about signing other stars from Asia now, you know. And like who? They're trying to, you know, lure um, Ibushi. Ibushi will never sign for WWE. You think he won't? If he does, he'll never last. He's a crazy person. Like, Ibushi, I love him. He's like my spirit animal. Yeah. But he's he's a loon. <laughs> He's an absolute nutto. They won't let him wrestle in fields. They won't wrestle, let him wrestle in a, a ring with two sides. Yeah. Like if Ibushi couldn't survive in New Japan, there's not a hope he'd survive in the creative restri- creatively restricting environment of WWE. Like, not a hope. And I don't think he wants to either. There are rumours he's been uh, kind of standoffish about committing to any contracts. Exactly. Because he wants to go do his own thing and wrestle in fields and, and get beaten up by dolls. Because he's a strange human being. Yeah. That's kind of why I love him. I, don't know, I just think Nakamura is what, he's 36 now, 35. Yeah. Um, I think I'm He feels roster. like a, like a person that they're going to try and keep as an NXT attraction for a while at least. Especially because Itami returned this weekend. So mm, Exactly. He's, quite, he's not, you don't know Spring Chicken himself and prone to injury. Yeah. Well, don't be mean to poor Hideo. So, like, in order for them to have the a draft, like the first draft, they'll have to have leaders of either brand. So I'm, assume, I'm assuming they'll be splitting at that point, yeah. Yeah. Uh, because like there's they've had this gimmick on TV recently of old general managers coming back trying to stake their claim to SmackDown. Yeah. But obviously the whole dynamic of the story is Shane versus Stephanie. One for Shane and one for Stephanie. Or Vince be like, I'm taking time I've got it back. Yeah, or just like it was God, fourteen years ago. Or God, change, that's so long ago. Or changing the dynamic are Shane and Stephanie, because like the kind of story on TV recently was like they obviously they hated each other and all of a sudden they're uneasy allies. But, yeah. they, but they kind of look like they're enjoying working together. You know, there's times where they kind of team up to, to kind of, you know, wrangle the talent. Yeah. So, what if Triple H takes SmackDown? I don't care about Triple H. <laughs> I, I've actually honestly forgotten he wasn't on television. Yeah. That's how little I care about Triple H in 2016. He was world champion three months ago. And I'm like, oh yeah, he exists. 
So, no, no desire to see Triple H back. I I'm, I'm fine with Shane and Stephanie running it for long. Well, I, I, I wouldn't mind if Stephanie went away as well, but that's more wishful thinking than anything that can realistically actually happen. That's a possible scenario. WWE have already announced that there will be two branded pay-per-views a month, not not the alternating so schedule. many shows. That's 20, like 26 shows a year. Like, not all of those will be pay-per-views. Some will just be network specials. Yeah. But, like, uh, before there it was, like, every second month, SmackDown Raw, SmackDown Raw, now... Each brand will have some kind of show, show a month. Except in months where there's a big four show, which will be a joint presentation. But uh, a plethora of B-shows have now been upgraded to pay-per-view status. Like, uh, you say plethora weird. I do. Plethora. 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 That's how you say it. Like a Spanish person. Something weird. But um, Roblox got upgraded. Knight um, of Champions now become Clash of Champions. Probably for the sole reason of sort of getting back out of having every title defended. Yeah, and... It's WCW. It's the yeah. old the old WCW show. Clash the Champions. Yeah. Here's a question here. Is the big gold belt coming back? Do you think so? I hope so. It's a beautiful yeah. belt. It is a beautiful belt. And they do sell very well on the merchandise. You have one. They do. <laughs> I, I totally impulse bought that. Do you know that kind of thing where you have that inner monologue which was like, ah, oh, that's stupid. I shouldn't. <laughs> Only <laughs> the worst kind of fans have replica belts. Yeah, exactly. But I want it. And sometimes I just, I just walk around the house wearing it. Naked? Yeah. Nearly naked. <laughs> to sum things up, Gary, what the big question is, will the, the brand split have the desired effect to boost the shows and make new stars like it, it was intended to before? Or would it put even more stress on WWE's limited roster of top stars? The latter. Yeah. WWE are incapable of doing anything well. Yeah. I, I don't have any faith in them to do a brand split well. I, I, you know, I try to diagnose this problem of why they don't, they won't get fully behind someone or push someone. And they've tried recently at Roman Reigns. It's kind of backfired. That's because they're inept. But you can kind of trace it back to when Brock Lesnar screwed them over. Yeah, I think they're afraid. Yeah. That's the reason they fall back on people like Cena, who they know they can trust, even though he's now dipping his toes increasingly in Hollywood waters. Yeah. But I think they're afraid after the likes of, you know, they pushed Lashley hard enough and he left. Yeah. They pushed Lesnar hard enough and he left. They pushed Batista hard enough and he left. I think they are kind of afraid slash sick of people that they put a considerable amount of time into. Then going and saying, well, I'm a star now. Bye, guys. Using the leverage. Even the Rock. The Rock. Too. The Rock was the first of them. Yeah. yeah. So it's kind of like a history of, 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 of kind of uh, being let down that means that they're afraid to trust again, Karen, which is kind of sad. <laughs> yeah. Whereas, like, I would honestly prefer if I were them and in their shoes, it's like, well, if, if I get two or three or four good years out of somebody and they leave, it's better than nothing. <laughs> yeah. It's better than nobody ever getting over. Exactly. Do you think AJ Styles has a future in WWE as a top performer? Define top performer. Like main events WWE champion? No, he's Chris Jericho. He'll probably get a run with the belt. He will. A Jericho run. I would be very surprised if he doesn't, but he's Chris Jericho. He's that guy underneath to make the guys you want to push look good. The guy you fall back on when you don't have any other options. He's always there. He's reliable, but he's never going to be the guy that they hang the whole company on. Or the guy that gets a title run, but with the view of eventually putting it on someone else. Yep. That's what Styles is there to do. That's and like I, 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 it's probably not what they initially intended him to be, yeah. and I think he's earned the role to be Chris Jericho as opposed to be Dolph Ziggler. Yeah. I think he was signed as a Dolph Ziggler and he yeah. became a Chris Jericho, but I don't think he'll ever become a John Cena. That's the sad note that we will end on, Gary. Well, well, that we'll move on to the, our our fantasy draft, but not before a quick break, Gary. So, what are your predictions for the WWE draft? Share your opinion on Facebook at facebook.com forward slash twskk. Or, if you prefer, you can give us your takes on Twitter at TWSKK. 
We will be right back in just a few moments with our weekend show fantasy draft. So do stay with us. You're listening to the Weekend Show Podcast with Ken Kidney. Follow us on Facebook at facebook.com slash TWSKK, Twitter at TWSKK, or search for TWSKK on YouTube. Welcome back to the Weekend Show. We continue our draft special now with the inaugural Weekend Show Fantasy Draft. Now, here are the rules for with uh, 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 Sorry, I'll say that as a uh, fink. Excuse me. Now, here are the rules. Is that good? That's no. Not a very good fink, no. Mm-hmm. But, Gar, for, without rules, there would be chaos. So, we have rules to our draft. Without fink, there would be chaos. There would. I miss fink. He still works in WWE. Yeah, he doesn't do ring announcing anymore. Stupid WWE. Anyway, Ken, which is me, I'm reading the script, will be representing SmackDown, and Gar will be representing Raw. Because you claimed dibs. Yeah. Well, you should have dibs the first, and you would have had it. I wanted to, but then you jumped in like a chode. We'll, we will be making ten... Chodes are disgusting. A kid called me a chode once, and I was like, mm-hmm. I don't even know what that is. And I looked it up, and I was like, ah! Ah! How did you even come to that conclusion? Yeah. Why is there a name for that? I'm guessing the kid didn't even know what a chode was. Anyway, Gary, thanks for uh, totally uh, trampling on my read again. Chodes are more important than whatever you're saying. Beautiful. Anyway, we'll be making ten picks each from the WWE main roster. Then a separate draft of five picks each from the NXT roster. Groups and tag teams will be considered individual wrestlers, except in the case of the NXT draft where one pick can be used to select a team. And a coin toss will be used to decide who gets the number one pick in each draft. Flip the coin. Okay. I'll let you call it because I'm a gentleman, Gar. Heads. Yeah, it's heads. You get the first pick. So, Gar, in the inaugural weekend show fancy draft, who will you be selecting first for Raw? The phenomenal AJ Styles. Oh, damn it. You gotta take AJ. Yeah. Just because he can do everything possible, gnome to man, with anybody that he ever needs to. AJ is is is, is Mr. Rawl in, in the Gara Fantasy draft. And you, you can probably have Cena now. Yeah. I'm putting pressure on you to take Cena. See, I'm trying to reverse psychology out of I'm, picking Cena. I'm just trying to I'm just trying to mark your picks, Gar, so we don't trap on each other. And we can read them out at the end. So you have Styles. I yeah. styles, yes. So, who is your number one draft pick, Ken? Gar, you know who I'm going to pick, don't you? John Cena. For SmackDown, I will be selecting John Cena. Yeah, see, pressure. I was trying to reverse psychology out of picking John Cena, but then you picked John Cena. He's the franchise player. He's the franchise player. You know, no, said, like, as much as people complain about him, people want to watch him, or they love him or hate him, what you really want is a polarizing figure. And, like, People flock to see him because they want to see him win. People flock to see him because they want to see him lose. And I think that's the perfect person to have on your brand. So, Gar, in your, your second pick for... I'm going to tear apart my script here so I can actually see who's on Raw and SmackDown. So, my second pick... I, I, I've made... Uh, I'm going back and forth, but I'm settling on Kevin Owens. Oh, you're taking KO. Yeah. Who, who was... Who are you going back and forth between? I can't tell you because then you might pick him. Okay. See, yeah, Ken, trying to try and outplay me here, Ken, trying to get me to play my hand, yeah. trying to get me to show you who I want third, but I'm I'm not gonna show you who I want third. Okay. Ko uh, Styles with my top face, Owens with okay. my top heel. Yeah. Okay. Because I turn Styles because him working as a heel is stupid. Makes sense, Ken. Number two, Ken. For number two, for SmackDown, I will be selecting Seth Rollins. Oh yeah. I I wouldn't. I didn't want Rollins. So I'm happy you picked Rollins. <laughs> I've literally no interest in Rollins. I don't know. I think, you know, he can work as a top face or a top heel. So I think his diversity would be very, very welcome to my brand. Yeah. Very welcome. I'm, hum- I'm once again humming and hawing between the person who I potentially wanted to pick next and 
the person after that, but I will go with Biggie Langston. You're taking Biggie, girl. I'm taking Biggie as my my push to the moon guy. You want to get behind Biggie coming to Raw? Like okay. Styles top face, Owens top heel, Biggie top prospect. That's that's okay. that's my first my top three. Okay. Interesting. Go on, your third. Fourth SmackDown, I will be selecting Dean Ambrose. Again, someone I didn't want, so I'm happy you took. <laughs> I think there's legs in a Dean Ambrose and Seth Rollins feud. That's my Once again, we are six thing. deep and neither of us have picked Roman Reigns, yeah. which is interesting. He's not one of our top six picks. He wouldn't come to my mind, no. And he is not my fourth pick either. My fourth pick is Sami Zayn. Top quality rendition of Sami Zayn's theme song. Yeah, terrible. Sami Zayn, again, he's, he's kind of in the category of styles who can do anything and he's the biggest asset you could possibly have in a roster, which is the reason, of course, I picked him fourth. But still. He didn't even cross my mind until now, guys. So um, I'm very sad about that. I would have taken him. Oh, I could have picked him a little lower then. God damn it. Okay, for SmackDown, I will be selecting Brock Lesnar. Oh, well, you only get him like two, 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 or three, two, two or three times a year. But I get some pretty big matches out of him. Yeah. So you want, yeah, I suppose. And still, again, we are eight deep and neither yeah. of us have picked Roman Reigns. Yeah. And I'm still not going to pick Roman Reigns, Ken. I'm going to pick Bubba Ray Dudley. <gasps> Gar, are you going to do a TNA with Bubba Ray Dudley? I'm going gonna, I'm gonna to split the Dudleys. I'm going to split the Dudleys. I would push him as uh, my big bully heel. Because he is so good in that role. And Dudley is totally wasting him as a nostalgia guy. It's interesting. Fifth top draft pick. I picked Bubba Ray Dudley, Ken. Interesting. For my fifth, I'm going to pick Cesaro. Ah, oh, damn it. I was hoping you'd go one more. Cesaro would have been my next one. So we could just wait one more person before you pick Cesaro. Again, diversity is a face in a heel. Can work against anybody. Can eat, work equally well, kind of in a mid-card or upper-card role. Hopefully as a main eventer. But yeah, he's my guy. My number six, Ken. Randy Orton. Oh, damn it. I forgot because he was inactive. Yeah, I'm going for Orton. Oh, he's a top guy. Yeah, but he, Orton is the, the ultimate kind of guy below top guy yeah he is never going to be the guy but he is very very good and that's just like you know he can carry a program with pretty much anybody and it'll be a somewhat of a big deal so randy you're my pick so that's okay. my number six damn you guys damn you to hell uh okay okay girl. okay Come on, number six yep who's your number six i will be selecting the miz Ooh, interesting pick yeah interesting pick I think The Miz is on a major rebound Gar, and I think he could be a top star again yeah I'd I, 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 I get behind a pick of The Miz yeah. I, I think The Miz is, is a solid pick I think The Miz can be a top I, I, not, in this round I think he could be actually a top face yeah yeah okay. uh, no he's a heel he's so why would you book, book him as a face he's so unlikable though I know, but like, I think I think I think people are getting ready to like him. Okay. I don't know. This is my feeling. Out. But again, he could equally be a very very strong heel for the brand as well. Rusev. Rusev. Because if you look at the people who are currently on my my raw roster, there's AJ Styles, there's Kevin Owens, there's Biggie Langston, there's Sami Zayn, there is Randy Orton, and there is who's that guy? Bully Ray. Yeah. So you put Rusev against any of those people, that would rule. It would rule, yeah. Yeah. So I picked Rusev. Uh, I will select Kofi Kingston. Interesting. Yeah, I think I still believe in Kofi as a top star. Do you? Yeah. Uh, people I love him. I wouldn't say top star. He sells a lot of merchandise, and people like him. People believe in him. I think he could. I think you could rehab him as a top star, possibly even a top heel. Hmm. Interesting. Here's my out of the box pick again, especially because I, I I probably don't have to pick him yet, but I'm going to. Tyler Breeze. Ooh. 
Yeah, Tyler Breeze. I like Tyler Breeze. I think he's talented and extremely charismatic and carries himself extremely well. And I think he, he's my he's my, my, my long-term prospect. Yeah. And in fairness, he's got thrown this Zoolander rip-off gimmick and he's he's really running with it, so... Yeah. Um, on that, don't know, care. I will take Fandango. Interesting. You see, I think if there is an EC3 equivalent on the WWE roster, it is Johnny Curtis. I would be uh, repackaging him as, as Johnny Curtis or something else. I yeah. would, I'd be dropping the gimmick because I actually think with his look, he's solid in the ring. With the right kind of character, the right kind of push, I think he could be a top guy. I'd probably put him on a manager. No, he can talk. He can talk, but like I think, you know, a cocky heel with a kind of doesn't talk like kind of like you know kind of like an EC3 mode where you, you kind of you know he could do the talking but he doesn't because like he has a representative for that like so yeah maybe kind of a, a spoiled rich guy I know that gimmick has been used before but oh, yeah. EC3 yeah but it works <laughs> he's gonna you're gonna make him your EC3 yeah but yeah I, I think if there is a rehab in anybody it is Fandango yeah in that respect interesting enough Gareth well neither of us has selected Alberto Del Rio no and I'm not going to I'm going to finally pick Roman Reigns oh we're going to finally plump down for Reigns as my number nine draft pick. <laughs> He's Roman Reigns. He has good matches. His character is dead. But I think there's a reboot in him if yeah. you're smart about it. Probably as a, as a heel. Mm. Here, uh, so I'm We're very sexist, Ken. We haven't picked any women. And I'm number nine. Do you want to do a supplemental draft for women, Gar? We'll take three women each. Yeah, okay. So, okay. We're, so we're less sexist about this. I'm calling an audible. Yep. See that? We'll do it for the NXT draft as well, except we'll take two women each. See? Okay, we're, we're, we're adapting this podcast to make it better on the fly. Yeah. Anyway, for my number nine draft pick, I'm starting to reach a little bit here, but I am going to take... Hmm. See, there are three that I'm I'm humming and hawing between for my final pick. Yeah. I'm going to take Callisto. Interesting. He was not on that list. Yeah. I think he could be the next Rey Mysterio, given the right kind of push. Yeah. He could. Yeah. He's very talented. <laughs> because it doesn't really matter that you get your last pick regardless... I'm humming and hawing between Chris Jericho, yeah. who regardless of what he is like in 2016, I think he is a useful asset on most rosters. Yeah. The Undertaker, oh, who regardless of what he is like in 2016, he is a useful asset on most rosters. For me, like The Undertaker probably would have come higher, except that he's like not even a part-timer. He's like an a, extreme part-timer. A match a year guy. Yeah. Or Carl Anderson. So you split him up from I Drew definitely Dickinson. split up with Carl Anderson and Doc Gallows. I'm going to take KA. Oh, you're taking Carl Anderson? Yeah, I'm going to take Carl Anderson. Because Carl Anderson, you might not know it, because if you look at him in WWE, he looks like a painfully average pro wrestler who's even a mediocre tag team wrestler, never mind a great singles wrestler. But Carl Anderson is tremendous. And Carl Anderson is worth getting behind. And even as like a 10 pick. He's a good 10 pick. Who's your 10 pick, Ken? Do you, do you want to take Jericho? Do you want to take Undertaker? Do you, do you want me to consult with you on this one? I'm, I'm, I'm just having a look at the roster here. You I, see, the, the people I would say are left, that, that are reasonable oh, picks, one. are Alberto Del Rio, Bray Wyatt. I've got one, Gar. Apollo Crews. You can stop talking. I've got Dolph one. Ziggler? No. You're not picking any of these people? I'm picking, for SmackDown, my final selection, Gar, uh, as, as, as my left-of-field pick, Luke Harper. Really? Well, that's not much of a left-of-field pick. I thought you were going to pick Seamus. No, I don't want Seamus. Yeah, no one wants Seamus. They see these people that are left over from that that kind of last era. These I, I mentioned this on Money in the Bank review, but like we didn't pick Del Rio, we didn't pick like uh, Seamus, we didn't Ziggler. pick Ziggler. These people that are, even Wyatt, these people who are leftovers from that era, they're like, all damaged goods. They're all damaged goods. That's the thing. And Cody Rhodes was the same, and he left in theory. So okay. we have we have our ten each. Yeah. 
you want to uh, do you want to recap now or recap it well for separate drafts we'll recap now so for raw gar has selected aj styles kevin owens big biggie langston if you want to call him his full i'm going to give him a name because biggie is dumb Sami Zayn, bubba ray dudley or bubba ray or buddy ray if you want to call him that uh, randall keith orton rusev tyler breeze roman reigns and in last place carl anderson i think that, that's a good roster there's balance good face heel mix mm-hmm. and any match from that group of 10 mm-hmm. good match for me it's going to be john cena seth rollins dean ambrose brock lesnar cesaro the Miz, kofi kingston fandango callisto and luke harper i think it's a solid roster i think i've won i have more star power it's not about star power, Gar. It's about potential. I think we're, we're, we're looking to build for the future now, Gar. Yeah, but I have Owens and Zayn and, and Big E and Rusev and Tyler Breeze. You and indie fanboy. Look at all these people I have, Ken. Look at my, I have Roman Reigns. You can't call me an indie fanboy. <laughs> John Cena's basically PWG come to life, so you can't claim that Cena's not, uh, is super indie. Okay. So, so we're going to draft three women each, yeah. and then... And you put divas on the script, Ken. They're women now. Oh, yeah. Women, sorry. And then five people from next. Next, and we can take two women from their, their roster as well, if you want. Sure. Okay. I, I, I don't care. Do Actually, flip? no. There, there's one person I want from the NXT. So, from from, uh, from WWE, uh, since uh, you won the, the toss for the WWE draft, we'll continue letting you go first. No, I think I think we'll flip for each. You want to flip for each? Okay, I, I think that's fair. Okay. You're a fair guy, Gar. Yeah. Heads. Yep. <laughs> yeah, one anyway. Uh, who do I want? <laughs> Damn it! I will take uh, Becky Lynch. Ah, oh, that's who I wanted. Yeah, it was a fifty-fifty shot. I think you'll take the person I didn't take. Yeah. But I think Becky is better than the person you were about to take, which is Charlotte. Oh, okay, fair enough. I wasn't gonna take Charlotte. Yeah. I'm happy with how this has turned out. Damn it! <laughs> Why did you take Charlotte over Sasha Banks? I think she's a better character. That's probably true. I'm gonna take Sasha. That's my my second pick because yeah. Becky and Becky and Sasha, are a good good combo, good yeah. combo of peeps there. I think you've won this draft, Gar. <laughs> yeah, yeah, I'm a bit haphazard with my picks. <laughs> yeah. Uh, okay, for the divas, I will take Natalia. Fair enough. Fair enough. She did need a character reboot, which she has gotten. Yeah. She's still a good worker though. Okay. Left field pick, Ken. Third diva, Summer Rae. Ooh. I think there's more in Summer Rae than she's given a chance to show. I think with Becky and Sasha, it's a good core for my women's division. She could be, could be a very good heel. My final pick for uh, SmackDown uh, from the women's division is slim pickings from here, guys. But <laughs> I, I, I'll pick uh, Paige. Uh, okay. People like her. Notice how we didn't pick the Bellas. Their, no. time, is, their time is over. Uh, like Emma. Emma's pretty good. Yeah. And Naomi's not bad. Those were the other two I would have considered. Okay. But Paige, yeah, Paige. So just to, just to uh, summarize, for Raw, Gar selecting for his Divas division, Becky Lynch, Sasha Banks, and Summer Rae. And for SmackDown, I selected Charlotte, Natalia, and Paige. Yep, I won that one. Stop declaring yourself the winner. <laughs> you can, the, if you, in life, Ken, if, even if you are not the winner, you declare yourself the winner and yeah. shout it loudest. That is what we call the Donald Trump approach. Ah, yes. Gar, uh, since I've done all the writing so far, you can write this next part. But you have the sheet. Just keep on writing. Ah. <laughs> you think that it's having to write the things is, is what's affecting you? Fine. Exactly. It's too much pressure. Okay. So the NXT draft, we're going to we're gonna draft five uh, superstars and two divas. Coin flip. Coin flip. 
Head. Tails. Da. You go first. Okay. Who you want? Who do you want? Who do I want? I will take Bobby Rude. Ah, I was going to take Rude first. Ken gets Rude. You see, Rude is the most TV-ready person in NXT at the moment. Yeah. You can put him on TV against anybody doing anything, and Rude will nail it, because he's great. Okay, I think my roster may bounce back, but my selection's here again. You see, I'm, I'm, I'm in a pickle now, because there are two that I want to pick. Mm-hmm. And I'm not sure should I'm, I'm gonna go with the value pick, Ken, because we can pick tag teams oh, no. as a group. That was gonna be my one. I'm gonna pick Jordan Gable. Oh damn it. I'm gonna because I think they're they're the value pick. That is a, they're basically like the new world's greatest tag team. Yeah, and when you go down the line and you can break them up as singles, I think both will be valuable assets on a roster and you can pair them up against most people. I was hoping you wouldn't pick them. Okay. That's annoying for me. Who's next? I suppose since you've picked him, I'm gonna have to take Shinsuke. Oh, I was hoping you'd take Finn over Shinsuke. It's, it. it's like Joker. I, yeah. I, I made you think I had no value in him, thinking he wasn't gonna get, gonna get brought up to the name roster in my in my la- in our last segment. But was it all just a, a game, girl? Was it all just a game? Was it all just a game indeed? You're playing the long con, Ken. I'm going to go for a second value pick, Ken. Johnny Gargano and Tommaso Ciampa. You're you're getting your bargain back picks here, girl. I'm going. I'm going for value here, Ken. I'm going for names and talent and value. Okay, girl. Fair play to you. Yep. Yeah. Are they still a tag team though? Or are you cheating here? They're still a tag team. They're they're teaming. That is not cheating. They're not under contract. I think that's more cheating. But you haven't put Eric Young on the list, Ken. Do we count Eric Young? He's kind of like a, a, a freelancer, I would say. I think he'll be in the mix. In the mix? Uh, maybe. The number three pick uh, is, has to happen at this point. It doesn't matter. Fair enough. I'll take him. Fair enough. I still wouldn't have taken him third. <laughs> I know who you're going to take. Do you? I think I know. Do you know who I'm going to take? Because I'm going to take Small Joe. Yeah, that, that was my prediction. Damn it! <laughs> yeah, Joe, again, talented. Yeah. He could, you see, I want experienced hands who can do anything. Because, as I said, I picked Champa, I picked uh, Gargano, I picked Tyler Breeze. You want the Samoa Joe there to, to anchor that kind of stuff. Do you think he'll fit on Raw? The Samoa Joe In your great. scenario? Of course he will. He can work AJ Styles all the time and he'll be a badass. Okay, okay. I will take Austin Aries. Yeah, it was between Joe and Aries yeah. for me and that last one. And I was like, uh, do I take Aries or do I take Joe? Or do I take Aries or do I take Joe? And I took Aries because Aries is great. No, you took Joe. Oh, I took Joe, yes. But Aries is great. So Freudian he... slip, girl. Yeah. Um, who do I want next, Ken? We're reaching the NXT slim picking stage. But I will take Hideo Itami. Oh, going for Itami? You're not, you're not going for a prospect, girl? He's my Shinsuke. Yeah. <laughs> He took Shinsuke, so he's all right. He's my Japanese lad, but I like Adeo. I think he's he's a cool dude. I'm going for individual stars. And this is your last pick, Ken. So make a count. Yeah. You want to take ZZ? You want no. to, you're going to take ZZ? There's like a, a, a glut of... Um, shtick guys? Yeah. There's a lot of shtick guys left. Yeah. You want ZZ? I don't want ZZ. Just such a like you. Take ZZ? No. I'm going to take ZZ. I'm not going to take ZZ. I can't even pretend I'm going to take ZZ. This may take a while, so I'll keep talking. <laughs> um, yeah, you could take Mojo Rowley. I could. Or Zack Ryder. He's technically on NXT now. No, he was part of the main roster draft. Fair enough. Ty Dillinger? You want Ty Dillinger? No. I'm trying to direct you away from the person I'm going to take last. <laughs> so. <laughs> I'm going to go for a value pick here. As soon as you remind me, what are the names of the tag team champions? Oh, um, Dawson. Da- Dawson. Dash, Dash and Dawson. Dawson. I'll yes. take Dash and Dawson. Dash Wilder and Dawson something. Something Dawson. His name's here somewhere. They're memorable wrestlers. <laughs> they just don't have memorable names. No, they're like the Scott Dawson. There you go. 
I was looking for his name in yeah. the list. Um, I'm going to take, what's he called? La Sombra. Oh, damn it. Uh, An- Manny Andrade or something yeah, like that? Yeah, or An- Andrade Almas something CN or whatever they're calling him. Yeah. He has a convoluted name. I'm yeah. taking La Sombra. Yeah, he, he, was, he was the one I was trying to direct you away from by not saying his name. <laughs> damn you. We'll, we'll do women you can you can take first actually no no i want a coin for the first pick because i know who we're both going to go for heads heads again heads again yeah. so i'm taking bailey it's gone straight for bailey i was going to say we're not going to do that thing again but like you're going to go for bailey i'm going to go for bailey so i want bailey That's, uh, i'll take asuka ashka and i will take um who do i want from here uh let's go with billy k why not why not as my kind of young up and comer diva. Or uh, woman, sorry. They're women now. They're not divas. They're women. Who do you want? Sarah Lee. Another tough enough yeah. pick. I'll take Nia Jax. Fair enough. She's your monster. Yeah. She never quite braces that, but eh, she might. She could get there. And that, that concludes our draft, Ken. We'll just recap the NXT draft. Now recap on the top. Full roster. Full roster. You want to go there, Gar? Yeah. Full roster for Raw. Gar has AJ Styles, Kevin Owens, Big E, Sami Zayn. Bubba Ray Dudley, Randy Orton, Rusev, Tyler Breeze, Roman Reigns, Carl Anderson, Becky Lynch, Sasha Banks, Summer Rae, uh, Jordan and Gable, Gargona, Gargona, Gargano and Champa, Samoa Joe, Hideo Itami, La Sombra, whatever they're calling him, uh, Bailey and Billy Kay. Yeah. It's pretty solid here. I think that's a good roster. Yeah. That is a good roster with good diversity and you can have good matches. For SmackDown, I have selected John Cena, Seth Rollins, Dean Ambrose, Brock Lesnar, Cesaro, The Miz, Kofi Kingston, Fandango, Callisto, Luke Harper, Charlotte, Natalia, Paige from the main roster. And from NXT, I have selected Bobby Roode, Shinsuke Nakamura, Finn Balor, Austin Aries, Dash and Dawson, Asuka, Ashka, Ashka, and Nia Jax. That's not bad. Yeah. That's not bad. I think I've won. I think you've won. I think I have a superior roster. So who has built the better roster gear? You can cast your vote on our Twitter poll at TWSKK. I think we all know that there can only be one winner. It will be me. That's me. 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 Also, don't be afraid to share your own fantasy rosters for either brand on Facebook at facebook.com forward slash TWSKK. If there's anyone that we didn't pick that you would have picked, let us know. Like Neville. Yeah. We left Neville on the table. Yeah, I left Neville on the table. He, he crossed my mind for my last pick, but I don't think he has the kind of character to be any, anybody but kind of a, a Ziggler, basically. Yeah, pretty much. We'll be right back after one last break to wrap up the show with details on next week's episode. So come right back. You're listening to the Weekend Show Podcast with Ken Kidney. Download a new episode every Saturday at soundcloud.com slash TWSKK or find us on iTunes. Okay, superstars, that's our show for another week. Thank you, as always, for taking the time to click play or download on the podcast. You can normally find a new episode every week at soundcloud.com forward slash TWSKK. You took the day out! I did, because we've been lying to people. <laughs> we've been lying for too long. You can also find your daily fix of podcast today with our, our own Garrett. That's me. Make sure to bookmark the link or subscribe on iTunes so you never miss any of the podcasts on TWS Network. Speaking of which, if you love the show and you need everyone else to know it, you can write us a review on iTunes, preferably favourable. Yeah, and why wouldn't you want everyone else to know it? Exactly. Are we your guilty pleasure? Which I'd be kind of interested if we were your guilty pleasure. 
What about us makes you your, your guilty pleasure? How titillating. Indeed. Also, if you want to become a walking TWS advert, you can bag some official TWS swag, including exclusive t-shirts on Redbubble. Or Redbubble. Only if you want to. You know my stance. I'm going to bleep that out. I will forever qualify our plugs for our merchandise. Check out the link to our official shop on our Twitter page. Speaking of which, Gar, where can they find us on Twitter? Uh, at TWSKK. And in case I haven't said it enough, you can also find us on Facebook and YouTube. Just search TWSKK. Next week, we bring back an old segment called Do Over Gang. Yeah. We will, we will be trying to rewrite history and make a better film. This time, we'll be taking on The Good Dinosaur. I've got to watch The Good Dinosaur then. Think The Lion King. We were brought to you by our sponsor this week, the XFL, debuting on February 2001 on NBC. Our famous theme music is by the very talented Mr. John. And until next time, say goodbye, girl. Bye-bye. Take it easy, everybody.